Welcome to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham. It's been a very long time. Sorry, it's uh, it's just this is one of those things that's kind of been backburnered, which is unfortunate. I love the podcast. I've said that a million times. Uh, the summer is going to be a focus uh, to get back into podcasting full time. But uh, we've brought in one of my favorite guests. Uh, we've called you, I think the Steve Martin of the podcast in the past because you've been on so many times. Uh, and, and I think it's uh, it's a good person to have on because uh, we get some serious stuff to discuss. Uh, Mr. Sam Amick of The Athletic. Sammy, what's going on? Hi, James. Before we get serious, I mean, we got to update your pop culture references. Nobody listening, uh, at least a very small percentage, you know, is <laughs> hip on Steve Martin. Come on, man. You're making me feel even older than we are. I, but I could have gone Chevy Chevy Chase. Uh, oh, that's not much better. It's not. Uh, yeah, maybe someone <laughs> knows him from Parks and Rec, uh, or not Parks and Rec, but what was it the the junior college show, whatever that one was, uh, where he was on that. But yeah, um, I don't want to tell you how to run your show. I'm just saying, maybe maybe we find a new uh, point of reference there. You could be the Tom Hanks. You want to be the Tom Hanks? We can do that. Well, see now you're you're walking right into my whole premise because I literally just saw. A late night talk show interview the other day with Tom Hanks's son. Like that's where we are. Like Tom Hanks's son is getting interviewed. Well, of course, Colin actually. Hanks is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we're going. This is not the pop culture pod, but I'll make it fast. What I'm not. He's not on my radar. What is, is he? An actor? What does he do? Oh yeah, he's an actor. Uh, okay. He used to have a TV show. I think it was called The Good Guys. Um, he's also he looks just like his dad. Um, yeah, he he's been in quite a few things. I think he also. Um, He's in a Netflix father-son, uh, I think, cop drama at this point. I, Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Colin Hanks, and he's also Sacramento Kid, um, you know, so. Yeah, Good it, stuff. Yeah, one Good of those stuff. things. Yeah, look at All that. Right. We, I didn't we've mean kind to of, take you down there. No, it's okay. We've gone full circle. We, we'll, we'll bring it back around here. Um, uh, before you move on, shout out Sacramento State, uh, Tom Hanks' alma mater, just like my own. Just had to jam that in there. Yeah, I, I see you working since I'm a UC Davis grad. <laughs> yeah, I see you working, Sam Amick. Uh, didn't you guys have something else big happen with your Sac State guys? Oh, uh, yeah, the Sacramento Kings pulled up uh, a player from Sac State, and I think he actually uh, – no, he didn't get into a game. Uh, he was close to getting into a game but did not get into a game. But That's an incredible story. That's gonna They're going to make a movie out of that one. You think so? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Uh, All right, my facetious. friend. Let's work. We're both uh, we're both busy, man. We got a lot going on. Let's talk about your your team. Yeah, we're trying to avoid the uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, of course, let Dave Yeager go uh, the day after the season. Uh, day after that, the Los Angeles Lakers let go of Luke Walton in a mutual parting. It seems like, and the next day uh, they ruined a perfectly good Saturday by. Uh, you know, filling it up with Luke Walton to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, it looked like a perfect marriage, a 39-year-old young guy who really loves to push the pace, uh, basketball lifer, 
someone that's been around the game since he was a child because his father's Bill Walton. Uh, the Kings introduce him via press conference. A week later to the day, uh, accusations come out about a possible sexual assault case against Luke Walton. Uh, and now the Sacramento Kings and Luke Walton and everyone involved seem to be in limbo. Uh, Sam, what is what is the latest you're hearing, and where do you go with this story? Uh, I mean, obviously, nobody saw this coming. It seems that 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 you know applies to the Kings, the Lakers, the Warriors, Luke. Um, so stunned on all sides, and now where I see it going is it's going to be a process. Um, you you as you know, James, with any situation like this, the high profile, that's serious you're going to wind up having the two different courts. You're going to have the actual court, in which case this is a, a, obviously a civil lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you're going to have the court of public opinion. The Kings and, and Luke um, and Kelly Tennant, for that matter, the accuser, you know, they have, they don't, they can't control the court of public opinion right now. And that's where that, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's not my favorite thing to watch society at work with social media with stories like these ugliness comes out from all sides and it's just uh it's very unpleasant and then you know on the other side it's what's going to actually happen here i think the nba and the kings are going to continue to get their own information um they you know they had a little trouble right out of the gate getting their hands on the lawsuit it was a weird day in that regard yesterday and so to give people the timestamp. I'm talking about Tuesday. Today's Wednesday, right? Uh, yeah, it is so, Wednesday. Yeah, we're we're in off-season mode, so days of the week fade away. No, you might be, buddy. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. That <laughs> um, on Tuesday, you know, it, and I don't, I haven't gotten to the bottom of this. What was bizarre was that the story leaks on TMZ, and then LA Times uh, clearly had its hands on the lawsuit. But then it wasn't, it wasn't accessible. I shouldn't say it wasn't filed, but it wasn't accessible through the LA county superior court and then i was in touch all day long with their public information officer and uh, bottom line it was like the story appears to have leaked even before it was put in the system and so the league uh i was told and the kings you know in terms of trying to get progress in their own process you know that was step one was to get their hands on the lawsuit study it absorb it read it uh figure out where they want to go from there that certainly you know everybody has access to the lawsuit at this point and, and they're going to certainly take an innocent until proven guilty approach, but also try to strike the right chords when it comes to the necessary sensitivities with, you know, a situation like this. Um, I, nobody who I've spoken to, you know, tries to pretend that they know exactly what happened. Uh, I think with good reason and to their credit, they are, and this is from the league on down. I mean, they are taking it incredibly seriously and, kind of taking baby steps to make sure, you know, get the information little by little and then go from there. I think yesterday, and I wrote this, I mean, the, the only way you can move this story forward right now is to say, you know, like, like I have that, like my understanding is that Luke's not going anywhere as they figure out this process. And, you know, I think that's the prudent way to approach it. Um, and, and so from there, we'll see what they discover. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to ruin a guy's career unless you're solid on information. And it's it's going to be a he said, she said, clearly. Um, and, you know, you, you talk, you brought up a couple of points there. The, the Lakers and the Warriors, neither one had any idea of this coming. 
Um, this is not a reason why Luke was let go or parted t- uh, parted ways in L.A. Um, Steve Kerr was very clear the day that Luke Walton was let go on that Friday that this is one of the, the best guys he's ever been around in the league, not just as a basketball mind, but as a person. Uh, he was very clear that the you know the Lakers were losing a great man, um, and and all of this happened just so we we kind of put everything in context. The initial, uh, according to to uh, the allegations, the initial uh, event happened all the way back in 2014. We're looking at a, a five year window, and look, I'm not going to press somebody because they they waited five years to bring something up. Uh, people heal at their own time they they feel comfortable talking about these things in their own time um there's going to be questions throughout this entire case as we see it lay out uh, whether the kings want to get fully involved and support somebody uh through an entire case it is yet to be seen we'll have to wait and see what happens and you're always worried um that you know is there going to be more uh is this a one-time thing so i think we really do have to let this thing play out um, Sam, I, I heard enough on Twitter from people uh, that I like had enough. I told people, look, I, I don't right. want to hear any more accusations against or any more attacks, personal attacks on an accuser in my timeline. If you're, if that's who you are, if that's what you're going to do, if you're going to start talking about, you know, giving someone the death penalty and stuff like that, uh, I'm just going to block you. I'm not going to put up with that. Uh, we live in a day and age where I, I think that, you know, we've known for a long time that a lot of these things. Uh, are real and we need to you know respect the process here and, and let it play out the way that it should are are the kings extending themselves here is vlade extending himself as far as putting his reputation on the line or do you think this is truly you know just something that uh that they've got to let the process play out uh, i think you could argue right now that they're over their skis a little bit i think that will evolve and change in a more balanced fashion uh, i think by the end of it i have you know, pretty high level of confidence that they're going to simultaneously um, decide not to make a decision on the coach until they know a lot more, move forward with the business at hand, which by the way, they already have. I mean, and this did not land very well with some fans, but, you know, they interviewed um, Jeff Hornacek yesterday, former Suns and Knicks coach for the lead assistant coach position. They had another gentleman in for a lower level coaching position so they they had conducted two interviews on the day where she gave her press conference some people thought that was insensitive my understanding is i've tried to get more clarity on it is i just you know you can have that stance and i respect it but i think there's going to be two tracks here they're going to continue to run a basketball team while taking measures to to then you know vet out everything when it comes to the investigation itself and as information becomes available and as they find it that you know that can always change the optics like even the headline that that we had on our story yesterday it said you know king's backing luke walton and you know and then hyphen for now the truth is like my understanding was they're backing luke walton but everything is for now everything is i mean five not even five an an hour from now something could come out that could be a just a, a game changer and that could be it um we don't know where this is going and it's uh you know i'm certainly not going to speculate about like you talked about the timeline, you talked about the subplots here. Um, it just, it is what it is. And, and the investigation has to bear out and the level of un- uncomfortableness on this is so high. You can hear it in my voice as I try to figure out how to talk about it. You know what I mean? It's, this is real life. This is, these are families involved. This is, you know, on both sides, this reputations, this is, 
the type of stuff that, you know, that is going to become part of all of their stories forever. It's not, and we don't know where this, how the story ends, but it's something that is not going away anytime soon. It's very well put. Um, you know, there, to be honest, Sam, there was nothing worse than sitting at home transcribing quotes from uh, that press conference yesterday. Uh, you know, covering the Sacramento Kings in my nine years, uh, I've covered multiple DUI cases. Uh, we had a domestic violence situation uh, with with Darren Collison. Um, none of this is fun, uh, and I I would like to focus on the game of basketball uh, much more than you know. Sometimes you have to. Uh, it, this is my seventh coach in nine years, Sam, and it's possible. That I'll have a ninth, I mean, an eighth coach by the time it's all said and done. Uh, we don't know where it will go uh, from here, um, but I, I certainly think you bring up Jeff Hornacek as a as an assistant. I think that's interesting. Um, the Kings have been very quiet about their assistants. Um, I assume that most of them left. I uh, haven't, you know, reached out. It's it. This has been a side tracking uh, type of event here in Sacramento. So, um, well, you the know, problem on that front, not to cut you off, no, go. But it, you know. It's just the business of basketball doesn't wait, and it might sound insensitive, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but certain coaches are going to get other opportunities. The you know, a Jeff Hornacek is going to have other opportunities. Um, you know, that's partly coming into play here as well. Uh, you can't hit you you. There's not really. I I 100% respect and understand anybody who thinks that they should put their business on hold for a little while, out of sensitivity, except that. For one, I think this situation is going to drag on for a while. That's my sense. Yeah. Um, and so in that regard, you, you either pick one direction or you don't. Uh, if you're going to hit neutral, you might need to hit reverse. And I mean, because and I, I don't I have not seen Luke's individual contract. I don't know the terms. Typically, uh, with coaching contracts, there are moral turpitude clauses. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that they would, you know, most teams would likely have the ability to get out of a contract based on a situation like this. And you might say that that's insane in terms of it, just the fact that right now it's no more, you know, it's an accusation. We've nobody's proven anything, but it has PR wise, you know, uh, the way that interpretive two clause would work is that it's created enough of a black eye. Oh, it's detrimental to the team. Yeah. No question. Right. And so they haven't shown no inclination to, you know, if they in fact have that clause to utilize it. Um, And so they're moving forward. And, and meanwhile, I mean, you have, I mean, you, you better believe you've got some of these other coaching candidates who might've been in the running for this job. If Luke wasn't the guy at the front of the line are still available. You know, yeah. Ronnie Williams is interviewing with the Lakers. Um, Tori Messina is still in the playoffs with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And those are, you know, there was a time right out of the gate on this story where I wondered if maybe the Kings would just kind of, you know, like they just, it's almost like when you get married, you, you didn't even say your vows yet with Luke, do you just kind of leave him at the altar and go grab the other person? Um, they're obviously choosing not to do that. So that's the direction they're picking. And again, just kind of let the facts come out slowly and see where this whole situation goes. All right. So let's get to, uh, let's get to some other stuff. Just, just shift gears a little bit. Um, this, uh, we're recording this on, on Wednesday. It is Wednesday, right? We discussed that. We already came to the conclusion yep. that this is Wednesday. Yep. We, we're, we're, we have the day of the week. We're good there. We have the day of the week. Uh, Tuesday night was, I mean, it was an incredible night of professional sports. Uh, and so if we put away the King stuff, 
I mean, I'm sitting there watching the A's drop uh, drop ten runs on somebody, uh, and while that's happening, the uh, the San Jose Sharks it literally played. I don't watch hockey, um, but my goodness, that was one of the most incredible games uh, I've ever watched, uh, and I think that goes. You know, it was historically good, um, and then at the same time, we have Damian Lillard literally step into superstar status in, in one night. If you I mean, he was already on really high star status, uh, but that that play, his play the entire night uh, as they they were able to come away with a victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder, man, that was inspiring, uh, Sam. I mean, that was absolutely incredible to watch a guy. I was sitting back like, what are you doing? Why aren't you right. going? What are you doing? And I'm looking at my son. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, oh, no, he just did the James Harden step back and dropped a 37-footer in. Um, one of the most dramatic moments I've seen in a long time in the NBA, and I think this playoff specifically, it needed that moment. I mean, I feel like the playoffs have been fun. I don't, you know, but this moment was incredible. Um, fun fact that certainly got my attention, and I should—I don't know who to attribute it to, but I—I I picked up on it last night. There have been five buzzer-beating end-of-series game winners ever, and Damian Lillard now has two of them. Wow, which is crazy. He did it to the Rockets a couple of years ago. Obviously, it was a similar shot, but on the other side of the floor. Uh, left wing really deep to end the Dwight Howard Rockets season. Uh, the guy's incredible. Um, it's funny you mentioned that game. I don't do this very often, but I'm sitting in my office right now, and I have, like, the two screens set up going where it's two monitors. So on the right, it's whatever work I'm getting into. And then a lot of times I'll put TV on the left. Well, right now in pause mode for later in the day, it's, you know, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, OKC 102, Portland 90, like – the, the fun part of this time of year, James, is like the fan in me comes out as, as a media member, as a writer, like you, you got to try not to lose that. You got to enjoy the game. Yeah, and, I agree. And I don't, sometimes I lose the game and I just, I cover the humans and the stories and that's what I do. This, like, it's been a while since I was like, man, I'm walking this back and I'm watching how did they go from 12 down to winning this thing to Damien hitting that shot. Um, you painted the picture of your household. I know, you know, we're both the fathers of sons. And so to give you my little slice of life on that front, the game was up on, I was home and we have a projector in, in our living room that it's a cool setup because it goes up on the wall. We don't even need a screen. Like the wall is just uh, a light color. So it's, it's just a huge, massive, pretty decent quality picture coming from a projector. So the game's up there and my kids weren't really watching the game, but they happened to roll in right before Damien fires up that shot. My wife actually walked in at the same time. I don't know that we've ever had like a whole family together, crazy NBA moments because they don't really come into my world that often. They're not huge basketball fans, you know, any of them, but they were going nuts partly because I was, I mean, I was going bonkers. It was just, I couldn't believe that he shot it from there. I couldn't believe the emotional tenor of that series. And I loved the Damian Russ rivalry and how they went back and forth Yep. and, and, and the stakes of it all. I mean, there's really, there, there's a, there was a lot on the line for both teams and both organizations. And so now because Damian ripped their heart out, the question will naturally become, what does it mean for OKC? Is Billy Donovan in trouble? Do they have to break up the core? 
I mean, who knows that they've talked that they take phone calls on Russ. Like you can't get bounced in the first round two years in a row when you have Russ and Paul George on the same team. And so Damian did that. And he did that in, in the most badass way that I think I might've ever seen. And it was just an incredible shot from a guy that, that little by little, what's so cool about his story is that it's been, he's gone against the grain. He's, resisted whatever urge there might have been to join a super team. I love the fact that it's so perfect that he's from Oakland because like you're from the city where the super team is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and it's like, but you're going to stay in Portland, stay, stay loyal to them. You know, and by the way, I know I'm, I'm going long winded here, but you're going to stay loyal to them through a, a Will Barton trade that, uh, that upset you a lot. Cause he was a friend and a good player. And then he was not happy with Neil O'Shea that he traded Will. You know, you're going to stay with them through Yusuf Nurkic injury that everybody thought was going to kill their season. His leadership pulled them through. So you're going to stay with them through C.J. McCollum uh, to help him become a guy who's an all-star caliber guard who now looks like the second star who is definitely worthy of being, you know, not even a sidekick. Those dudes are just partners in that thing. And then, you know, take it to this point where now you're making real playoff noise and, and kind of creating a really neat story up in Portland. It was fun to see. Yeah, I read uh, former NBC Sports uh, Northwest, uh, and now he's part of your team with The Athletic, Jason Quick story, which I thought was absolutely spectacular. Really takes, Dude, Quick is incredible. Yeah, he he's is. Incredible. And he's covered that team for so long. He just knows it from top to bottom and captures you know the brother running down and onto the court, the mom as the shot's going up, is already sprinting down to the court. She knows it's going in um, and, and watching it all unfold. But really, he backs it up a little bit. And Nurkic was at home and said, you know what? I need to get there. And he he's he hasn't been on the court since his injury uh, because of the, the fear that someone could run into him and his leg is still, you know, not in... in game shape i mean he's in bad shape still uh and he shows up and you'll get to the moment because you're rewatching it it was 113 to 105 <clears throat> he comes out of the tunnel and he he let his crutches go before he walked out and he sauntered out and then i, I Meyer, uh myers leonard and um someone else stood in front of him to make sure that there that no one would slam into him that no right. players flew off the court it's just this incredible moment where he almost has a uh, why am I drawing a blank? New York Knicks um, from the from the seventies. Yes, and now you said you said draw a blank, and that made me draw a blank. Yeah, um, yeah, there it is. Uh, you know, he has a moment where he Willis walks Reed. out. Willis, Willis Reed. Reed. He has a Willis there Reed moment where he walks out, and it it really fires up his team. And then did it's you even see more outdated than Steve Martin? Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Did you did you see his shirt in the locker room? I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely spe- <laughs> spectacular. For those who didn't see it, it uh, it said "God bricks" and then it said "Next question" down below to, right. mock, to mock Russ. Right. Um, yeah, I love the rivalry, and you're right. It's like one team's on the precipice of of falling apart, and another team uh, looks like they're propelling themselves forward despite a massive injury uh, that's changed the whole complexity of their team. So, really, it's it's fun to watch. Uh, this Sam. is not real quick. This is yep. not the uh, this is not the media pod, but I, I feel like I'm going to get preachy real quick on the industry. If any of the listeners are aspiring writers, media members, the one thing that I would pull out of that Jason Quick story you just shared, and I've known Jason a long time, uh, 
like you can't write stories like that if you don't open your eyes and pay attention yep. and be alert and, and pay attention to nuance and detail and head on a swivel, not just looking at the floor, notice people coming out, you know, notice the brother running, notice the mother running, you know, take good notes, get that ready for your story, be willing to work hard enough to stay late at the arena. If you think a story is worth it, uh-huh. um, in terms of being a storyteller, <clears throat> that dude's inspiring. It's I told this story to somebody earlier that when I first got on the Kings beat, you talk about dating us. Mm-hmm. Like it's 2005 and I'm trying to figure out how to do this weird job. And I go to summer league in Vegas and quick was already <clears throat> well on his way, excuse me, to, uh, to having his, you know, good reputation in Portland as a Blazers beat writer. And I get to summer league in Vegas and there's like all these blazer fans with billboards and signs that said Jason quick for president. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I remember literally thinking to myself, like, all right, I guess that's the goal. Like, I guess that's what I, I want to get to is where the fans rely on you so much uh, that, you know, that that's the kind of loyalty you have. And, and he's been killing it ever since. So uh, it's, it, that is, and now I sound like a commercial, but man, the athletic has given a lot of us the platform and the ability to work in that kind of a way. Jason used to be at NBC sports uh, Northwest and he did a great job on TV and he would write. And, and as I sit here talking to an NBC sportsman himself, yeah. it's a different platform, right? Like, can we agree on that? Like it's, it's the, you know, he has 100% blank canvas carte blanche to tell last night's story, however he sees fit. And then you see the finished product. It was a really great job by him. Yeah, I, I would say the difference is uh, my day starts at 1030 at shoot around, uh, then pregame blog, uh, then Facebook Live at 4.30. Then I, I have to track the team uh, through, you know, press conference and then locker room. And then I have to sprint up to the set. And by the time I get to the point where I'm actually writing about a game, uh, I've already put in about 10 hours at a minimum. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, you're juggling more components. And yeah, more, exactly, more exactly. platforms. Exactly. There, there are so many other platforms and so many other things, you know, podcast, Facebook live, uh, pre post game, all of the things that we go through, uh, plus multiple stories. And so I, I love what you guys are able to do. I I think that there's plenty of room for both and plenty of need for both. Um, and so I, I do, I love both the, both of the ways that we get to tell stories and again, captured that, uh, the the photo of Damian Lillard just sitting there like uh, I you know I'm waiting for the glasses to come down you know thug life yeah, like yeah holy exactly. cow and to see Scalabissier <laughs> holding on to him with a giant scowl smile which I I love scowl uh, just just a really good moment all right so Sam uh, I I don't want to uh, keep you all day uh, we've already run longer than we said but the last thing I want to bring up is. Um, outside of the Walton stuff, um, the Kings are walking into a very important summer. Uh, we didn't even discuss, you know, the ins and the outs of the Dave Yeager situation uh, or or anything else. But where do the Kings go from here? How do they build this roster out? How do they get this team from 39 to 48 wins next season and a possible playoff spot? Um, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. I mean, free agency is the obvious answer. Um because they, they don't have hands. a draft pick, yes, that's the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, did, can they get their hands on on Nikola Vucevic, um, you know, and go down that road? Is there somebody else? By the way, I'm, I'm actually glad I thought of this because I meant to tweet it the other day. If they're looking for another Garrett Temple type veterans presence, 
Um, I don't know if you caught this the other day. We had Jared Dudley on our podcast, which again, shameless plug. It's, yeah. He's been having fun. Love it's it. called the Tampering Podcast at The Athletic. Um, Jared came on in the wake of his, the Brooklyn forward veteran, formerly from Phoenix and all these other teams, Charlotte. So Jared came on the pod and was awesome. And he was talking about a, a bunch of different topics, but we get into free agency. And if you go back and listen to it, it is a clear as day, transparent, uh, Jared Dudley pitch on behalf of Jared Dudley for him to sign with the Sacramento Kings. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, he talks about, cause we were talking about vets and what they bring to the table. And the point he was making is that it was a really interesting point. He said that he's like, when you reach your mid thirties, there's a couple ways you can go. You know, if you end up ring chasing and you say, let me get with the warriors, let me get with one of these powerhouses and go that route but maybe the minutes are going to be lower. He goes, if you look at the guys who have done that, that's typically like you're one step away from retirement. Cause you, even if you get the ring, you know, that's kind of your, your you're kind of speeding up your own timeline and uh, at your own expense. If you go to a developing team that he said, you know, that has playoff potential and you can be a difference maker, but who plays real minutes, but who can sacrifice when needed, you know, step back when they need you to step back, step forward when you need to step forward. And Sacramento was the first team that he mentioned. And I thought it was interesting. He's really calculated, smart, deliberate. And if you go back and listen to that, I thought it was funny because I was like, what? Like, he's he's not really being shy about it. He basically – he even put a number on, uh, on like, the, the hypothetical negotiating. You know, he's, he was wow. talking about – yeah, he said – I don't rambling here. But he said – he goes, you know, a, a team like the Kings will have money, but they don't want to tie their money up for a bunch of years because maybe they're going to chase somebody else the next summer. So next thing you know, the, the number you put on it was, he goes, a guy like me could be looking at a, a one-year, eight or $9 million contract, and it's a really good fit. So who knows? I don't know if that'll move the needle for them, but I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of the uh, the Karan Butler slash Vince Carter mode, where they keep playing, uh, but sparingly, and, and they come up big, and they come up big in the locker room. Right. Um, and you know, I, for that matter, Garrett Temple is a free agent this summer as well. And yeah. uh, again, talk about just a great <clears throat> human being that you want around your club and around your young players, um, who might get to a point where it's like, okay, how much can they help you on the court? Uh, maybe 12, 15 minutes here and there, um, you know, when you need them, but overall, and I, I think Costa Kufis is starting to transition into like that view. Like, how do I stay in the league for another four years, five years? How do, you know, in case he has kids and wants to see his kids want to see him play and see what his craft was before, you know, he retires. So yeah, yeah. I, I think those, those veterans are invaluable. All right, Sammy, do you have any final thoughts? Do you have any final thoughts on, you know, just this whirlwind of craziness that that's going on here? Uh, no, it's going to be a, a, a really interesting few months all around the league. Uh, I'm excited to – I've gone to Warriors games at home so far. I have not traveled extensively for the playoffs. We'll probably start hitting the road. Not probably, but, I mean, the plan is to hit the road in the second round. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking all suggestions on which series I should go ahead and focus on. It's, it's going to be, I think, if it continues, it'll be – uh, Nuggets against Portland and then Warriors Rockets if these series finish off the way we think they will and it's like man you, you can't really have a bad choice both of those I think would be compelling and interesting and have a lot of good stories to tell so that's coming up next and then free agency is coming quick I mean July is going to be wild for a lot of different reasons and some of the stuff that happens now in the postseason will obviously have a ripple effect 
on how some of these different stars think and decide and what they end up doing. So it should be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a wild one, especially the the KD story. Um, there's plenty of guys out there that uh, that could change locations, um, right. and, and it should be a fun. Again, the Kings have a lot of cap space. Uh, they could be players for uh, maybe not the top of the top tier guys, but uh, you miss, mentioned Busevich. I'll throw out DeAndre Jordan as well, a guy that they could find interest in on a shorter term deal where they spend a lot of money, but shorter term. Uh, yeah, so it should be interesting. All right, Sammy. Hey, we'll... buddy, for the sake of uh, – I'm going to jam this in at the end. Yep. Um, for the sake of timeliness on your Kings pod, uh, I will – and this is taking it back to the serious part. Um, Luke Walden's attorney, Mark Bout, uh, put out an email right now that's being tweeted. And just to kind of, again, just update the info. For your listeners, uh, he says these claims are false and Luke's innocence will be proven in court. Yesterday's press conference was a poorly staged attempt to portray the accuser as a viable spokesperson for an important movement. Her lawyers want to create a public circus to distract from their complete lack of evidence to support their outrageous claims. We will not try this case in the media or pay them a dime. So in terms of the stance that is being taken, there you have it. Very interesting, Sam Amick. All right, we're going to close with that. That's going to do it for this edition of the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. Uh, For Sam Amick, I am James Hamm. Make sure to keep tuning in. We'll see you very soon. All right, you've been listening to the Kings Insider Podcast, brought to you by Wendy's. If you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week and another great guest. Thanks for tuning in, Kings fans. We'll see you very soon.